Netflix's The Gray Man is their most expensive film to date with a budget of almost $200 million. Its cast include Chris Evans, Captain America, Ryan Gosling, La La Land and Blade Runner 2049, Anna de Armas, No Time to Die and Knives Out, and Reggae Jean Page, Bridgerton. It's directed by the Russo brothers, Avengers Endgame, and written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, Avengers Endgame. On the surface the film sounds interesting, the cast are all bankable stars, the creative team deliver the biggest film of all time so how could it not be a success? The problem is that the film believes it's going to be successful, so it doesn't put any effort in at all. The Russo brothers have yet to find mainstream success after their stint in the MCU and there's a reason for that, they got their start on sitcoms like Community where the stakes were infinitely lower and where the stories were character-based. Transitioning to the MCU they began working on stories with huge casts of superheroes and their sitcom skills obviously came in useful. The stakes were much higher, but they had a better villain, one who had real motivations and was part of the story. In both Community and Avengers all the characters were pre-existing, and the Russos were working towards the master plan of a master producer. While they might have free reign on set, story decisions were handled elsewhere. The Avengers films work because they are, more often than not, filmmaking by committee. Kevin Feige is a master of controlling everything and when he allows his directors to take charge the films collapse into poorly written messes, I'm looking at you MOM. While it falls on the director to marshal all elements of the film together it is impossible to make a film good if the script is bad. No matter how great the cast are, how visually stunning the cinematography is or how well any other department has worked on their bit of film cannot be saved if the script is bad. This film's script is truly atrocious, but the line delivery and choppy fight scenes are a problem too. The plot is nonsensical but I'm going to try and break it down for you. Ryan Gosling plays Six and Ex-Con released from prison by Billy Bob Thornton's character to join what is effectively America's answer to the 00 unit. Whilst on a mission for reggae Gene Page's character Carmichael he receives information that Carmichael is evil. Carmichael is a bit miffed at the fact his secret is out and so he wants Six captured. He sends Chris Evans' character, Lloyd Hansen, to catch him. Hansen tries to capture him by kidnapping the daughter of Thornton's character. So, Six and Anna de Armas' character Danny team up to get the daughter back. The film is very confused as to who the villain is, at first it seems like Carmichael is going to the dangerous one but then his hired goon Hansen becomes more of a danger. In fact, we never see why he's evil at all. The fact that Paige doesn't seem to be able to act at all does no favors for him and I can't help wondering if he had a different role in the book. He obviously doesn't want people to find out that he's evil, which is why he wishes to stop Six, but we don't know what he's done and as a result he feels less like a character and more like a plot device with a face. Most spy thrillers have a series of big reveals. Generally, these have something to do with who the villain is, what they want and at the very least they have some bearing on the plot. The Grey Man has two big reveals. One explains Six's connection to the kidnapped girl and the other tells us why he was in prison. Six's connection to the girl is revealed quite a while after he has decided to go after her, which means that as an audience we are left for a few scenes unsure of Six's motivations and deeply uninterested. Obscuring the true motivations of a hero is an interesting plot device, but it only works if the hero had a motivation to start with. A protagonist has no value if they have no motivation and Six has none for a long time. It turns out that the girl has a heart condition and a pacemaker, this makes her vulnerable, especially as her father is a top spy. Six is hired to protect her, however the girl is barely 13 years old, and this gives her enough vulnerability in the first place. The pacemaker feels unnecessary until you realize that it is a highly important pot device as every character in the film uses it to track her. 
this reduces the girl to nothing more than a gimmick, she doesn't have a lot of personality beyond the heart condition which seems very backward and ableist. The young girl, Claire, played by Julia Butters, of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is an excellent actress and her rapport with Gosling is one of the highlights of the film. However, she and the other female characters are turned into damsels in distress and never allowed to do anything at all. Claire is effectively a MacGuffin who constantly needs to be rescued by Gosling. Anna de Armas is supposedly a spy but appears to know nothing about the world she's in, she is forced to sit on the sidelines driving the getaway car or acting in such a way that she is made to look really stupid. She played a similarly inexperienced character in No Time to Die and while this was at first mine for comedy, she was then able to be a badass in her own right and pretty much steal her small scene. There is one female character who actually gets to do something and it's probably the most satisfying moment as a character who has actually been threatened by Hansen gets her own back on him. Hansen is by far the biggest problem with the film as mustachioed villain is hardly in the film at all, he remains hidden away in his secret hideout and never ventures out to fight Six at all. Her does end up torturing people but he tortures Claire's father a man whom Six has a friendship but one that isn't shown on screen very much. While there are numerous fight scenes only one of them is between Hansen and Six which creates a massive disconnect between hero and villain thus the conflict is weakened, and the story falls flat. There's a sequence on a tram that might have been new and interesting before 2021 but Shang-Chi did it so much better because you could actually see what was going on whereas this film returns to the choppy fights that came out of the Bourne era. Nothing in the film feels original, the fights feel like poor quality copies of sequences ripped from very recent films. The character dynamics have the same problem and weirdly enough the soundtrack is oddly unoriginal. The orchestral score lacks any specific character themes, and the needle drops feature songs that have appeared very prominently in some recent shows and movies which was quite distracting. The film is a terrible example of the kind of committee-led filmmaking that is seeping into Hollywood, wherein executives pull together things that are popular right now and make a film that will appeal to them. I can't recommend this film but what I can do is give you a list of films and TV shows that have similarities and that are much better. 1. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings Disney Plus Dash A Fight on Public Transport. 2. No Time to Die Amazon Prime, Anna de Armas as a Spy, A Joke About 007. 3. Umbrella Academy S3 Netflix, There Are Similarities in the Needle Drops. 4. The French Dispatch Disney Plus as Above. 5. Hugo Netflix, No Similarities It's Just a Really Great Movie and More People Should Watch It.